great to be here this morning. We're going to do something slightly different than normal this morning. That's, what, that's part of what I like about our summer schedule is we can gather in a little bit of a different way. It struck me last weekend as we were in our sanctuary all together in one service for the holiday weekend, one body together, how much it felt like family. Like one long dinner table with aunts and uncles and grandmas and grandpas and little ones and friends, old and new, gathered together. I sense family here, and that's special, and I love that. And that's really the spirit of this morning. We've already gathered around the table for communion. That's a family action that we've done. And now we gather for a family meeting. If you're a visitor this morning, uh, we're really glad you're here with us. This is not an, a normal Sunday, but in many ways, I think that you'll get a better sense of our church today than you might on a regular Sunday. And just like any good family meeting, you're invited to become an active participant. When we have a family meeting in our house with our young kids, we sit down and we openly, honestly, humbly, and transparently share the information, and then we have a discussion together. We see how everyone feels. And that's the heart of what's happening here today. This morning, we would like to introduce the Greenhouse Initiative. You've probably already noticed that on the insert in your bulletin, and we're going to walk through parts of that here today, but don't get too distracted by that right now. Just have it at the ready. Our goal this morning is to explain what this initiative is, why we're having this discussion in the first place, and then what next steps you can take in the weeks to come. The Greenhouse Initiative might seem like something new to you. What's this new thing that we're doing? But it's actually just a reworked clearer and more descriptive name for the conversations that we have already been having together. The topic of our family meeting this morning is this place that you're sitting in right now, our sanctuary. Over the past several months, we've engaged intentionally and in conversation about this space, a conversation that's actually been going on for a really long time. For many years, people who love this sanctuary, many of you, have asked, how can we make this space that we love even a better space. Retaining the, the charm and the character and all the things that we love about this place, but making it even better. I've looked back at annual reports that go decades back, many decades before I even came here, and the sanctuary has been a regular topic of discussion. So we offered a set of town hall meetings to share some preliminary ideas of what we might be able to do with this wonderful space to make it even better. We had really great participation and representation at those meetings, so thank you for that. And these meetings were really an honest attempt to put our options and ideas out in front of the congregation and seek feedback so we can move towards some sort of formal proposal to be brought to the congregation you for a vote. And as we heard feedback at these meetings and then after these meetings, we realized something that's really important, and that is the next step forward in this process is likely not a step forward, but maybe kind of a step back. There are a few sources that have led us to this place this morning, this place of seemingly taking a step back. The first is our own mission statement itself. We wanted to really take a look at how all this conversation that we've been having has to do with our mission statement. But there's also the results of a couple of surveys. We conducted a survey after worshiping together here all together in the sanctuary during Advent season. And those results have informed this initiative. So too do the results of the Pulse survey, which many of you took, 
That was conducted in January and February. The Pulse Survey is part of our denominational's church uh, vitality process, which we have been a part of as a church. And it's an assessment of how we as a church view ourselves, an honest assessment of how we're doing as a family as we seek to be increasingly healthy and missional in all that we do. In that Pulse Survey, there are so many affirming things, so many things that confirmed for the staff and council how God is working in the midst of this church. And there were also some really clear areas for us to work on as well. And we're excited to work on those growth areas. There have already been some great conversations about those growth areas and what we might do to address them. But there was one thing that stuck out and was somewhat sobering, and it's this. You, as a congregation, are seeking more transparency and honesty from church leadership than you are currently receiving. We hear that. This morning is a humble attempt to start a process of more transparency and intentional communication. So let me begin with some transparency by saying this. We're sorry that we didn't begin our conversations with you, the congregation, about this sanctuary from a vantage point of vision and values. It's so easy to jump to the details of a project. What are we going to do and how much is it going to cost? And then we miss, out the we miss out on the opportunities to, to share our heart for why we are bringing up these ideas in the first place. So we apologize. Paul and I apologize for not leading with vision and values. It's always been in our hearts. Is at the very beginning of these conversations. We just jumped to the details, and we're sorry for that. In a spirit of honesty and transparency, we take this morning to tell you why we think God is leading us to address this sanctuary space. So this morning might seem like a step back for some of you, a wider lens, a broader view than some of you maybe need, but I'm actually quite convinced that what seems like a step back actually has the potential to be a giant step forward for our church. What I'm presenting to you this morning is actually not something that I am presenting to you at all. It actually comes from you. The Greenhouse Initiative is a product of countless conversations with you, the congregation, a thorough process of a prayerful and united leadership council, and a staff that loves this church so much. Our desire, and when I say our desire, I'm speaking on behalf of the staff and the council, our desire this morning is to put aside the details of any potential project and share with you the heart behind the conversations about the sanctuary and how this project helps us accomplish our mission statement of flourishing together in Jesus Christ. So let's start with that mission statement. Some of you might need a refresher. This is a picture of the small tree that is in my backyard. We planted it this fall. Maybe some of you planted a tree in your backyards as well. It's a reminder of our mission statement, and you can see, you can't really tell in this photo, but on the top, that's nice, like fluorescent green looking, right? That's good. This thing is actually growing. It took. Back in September, we unveiled a new mission statement for our church. Hinsdale Covenant Church is a place where we desire to be flourishing together in Jesus Christ, and that happens in three ways. Growing in faith, deepening roots, and bearing fruit. This is a fairly simple mission statement. That's why we made this mission statement, to make it simple. It's easy to remember, but I find it to actually be a great challenge to, to really actually live into this mission statement. Almost as soon as we put it out there, almost as soon as I planted that tree in our backyard, our little flourishing tree, 
I realized how much work it was going to be to actually be flourishing together in Jesus Christ as a church. We're always going to be working on this. This is something where we're never going to totally arrive. It's something we strive for. And I only really want to focus on one piece of the mission statement this morning, and that is growing in faith. The image of a greenhouse seemed like a perfect one for us as we sought to talk about the vision and the values behind this essential piece of our mission statement. Thus, the greenhouse initiative. It fits into the larger statement, mission statement of our church under the desire to be growing in Christ. We've identified Sunday mornings, our Sunday morning worship experience, as the primary place in our program to cultivate growth because it's the highly visible entry point in our ministry that supports movement deeper into rootedness and outward in fruit bearing. And remember that second piece of our mission statement, flourishing together. Flourishing together. We want to be growing together. Sunday morning worship is an essential piece of this mission. And we see an opportunity to grow more into growing in faith. We've faithfully pledged support to many areas of our church building in the last decade. Our children's space in the basement, the community room, the loft for our youth, classrooms, the upper room, office space. And now we begin the necessary work of tending to this sanctuary in some way, a historic and beloved space that I think most of us agree is in need of some care and attention. It's important for you to know that this is not merely a desire for a nicer space. There's a whole set of vision and values that we own. And, that, and, as, we, and as we look at those values, you'll see how it feeds into the vision, which becomes the mission. And I think you'll agree that this is much more than a construction project. There's actually a long version of these vision and values. It's out in the garden court for those of you who want to read more. But know that our values are foundational to the mission of the Greenhouse Initiative. In short, we value this space a lot. It's history and it's heritage and it's seminal place in the life of our church. I was reading through the values that we've been working through and, and smithing together and something struck me. I think that these values that we put on paper would match the values of the men and women who built this sanctuary back in the late 1920s, 1930. Think on this. A congregation of 66 second-generation Swedish immigrants, mostly, built this building during the Great Depression after the stock market crash in October of 1929. There are some amazing records of people pledging 10 cents a month. They built it beautifully and with great care, obviously. And they built it to be a place to worship, a place that truly honors God. Clearly, if you look around you, my guess is there's probably 90 of you here this morning, 85, 90. Clearly, this was a space that, uh, that, that was bigger than the capacity of the 66 who built it, which makes me convinced that their desire to be growing in faith is really well in line with our forebears. <laughs> they were, in essence, building a greenhouse, a space that provided the optimal conditions for growth in Christ. And now, 86 years later, we desire to do exactly the same thing. These are the values that lead us to our vision for this space. If I can condense our vision to just a few items, here's what I would say. 
There's some things we want and there's some things that we don't want. This communicates our vision, okay? We want to foster connectedness across worship styles and generations. Part of our reality with three worship services during the school year is we are in need of more connectedness with one another. We want to have a primary worship space for all of our services, a place that's designated for worship. We want to have the most welcome, welcoming and accessible worship space possible. And we want to be the best possible stewards of this sanctuary, which we agree is one of our greatest assets. A couple things we don't want to do. We don't want to lose the charm and character of this beautiful place. In no way do we want to do that. And we do not want to have future generations miss out on the gift of a beautiful worship space. Part of our reality is that we have a growing service in our community room, which is a nice space to worship in. It's bright and it's airy, but it's not a space that's built for worship. And we want our future generations to really be spiritually attached to a place where they're growing in Christ. What excites me most about this space is that I really think it's the perfect space for us to live into our mission statement because I see the ways in which this space could function as a greenhouse. I actually went to a greenhouse this week. Here's some things I noticed, and see if this sounds like it could be what we're aiming for in a sanctuary. It was warm. It smelled good. I, okay, you can, you can make your applications there. It's an inviting place. It had the proper equipment to cultivate growth. I saw fans and hoses and sprinklers and sprayers, things that cultivate growth. I love that it wasn't perfectly polished, but it was still really beautiful. It was clearly lived in. There was dirt, there was mud, but it was beautiful. It housed all sorts of plants, big and small. And it struck me that this was not supposed to be a permanent home for these plants. They're supposed to go elsewhere. Paul writes to the church in Corinth in chapter 3, which Joel read for us. And he talks about the quarreling among them. Now, I want to be clear. Pastor Paul and I have never had to stand up and call out factionism here. That's a wonderful thing. This is a, this is a family that really gets along well with one another. We're amazed as we talk to every corner of this community that there is love for this church and there's trust in God. And we thank you for that. But I think projects like this kind of test our unity sometimes. We can be tempted to fall into our various camps, traditional or contemporary, 845, 10 o'clock, 1115, young, old, classic, modern, and on and on. But look at Paul's response. What then is Apollos? What is Paul? Servants through whom you came to believe as the Lord assigned to each. I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but it's only God who gives the growth. I point you to this text today because I think it speaks to this initiative so pointedly. How important is the sanctuary really? I mean, really, how important is this place? Well, it's really important to us. But I also want to say it's not that important. If for whatever reason we didn't have the sanctuary next week, I guarantee you that we would still worship next Sunday. And my guess is it would probably be awesome worship together. That's my guess. It's not about the details. It's God that gives the growth. The greenhouse creates the conditions for God to grow us, to do his work. 
The growth itself comes from him. So putting the details aside for a while, let's turn to God as the grower and trust in him. I think that when we start there, God will lead us to the details and it'll still be all about him. So where do we go from here? Well, you're an integral part in that. We can't go forward without you. So I want to suggest three ways for you to engage in the process, and then I'm going to close. The first is we want to invite you to pray for this process. And when I ask that, I really am asking that. Pray for our church. Pray for this process. Every step of the way, even the steps that we can't see right now. Pray for the staff and the leadership for clarity and direction. We encourage you to participate by actively engaging with the resources we're providing. We gave you some resources in your, in your bulletin today. There's some resources out in the garden court. Read them. Pour over them. Pray on them. Many of you have already attended informational meetings. We want to schedule more of those opportunities this summer. So we're going to have more opportunities for you to interact with the resources that we're giving you. And lastly, we will encourage you to participate by sharing your feedback. It's our intention that your point of view is shared amongst our teams and represented in any process moving forward. So we're going to facilitate some opportunities for you to do that, both talkback opportunities with the council and leadership, but also uh, some suggestion boxes if you would like to write some of the suggestions and ideas that you have. We are intentionally offering resources and opportunities and exposure to this process slowly over the next several weeks. The choice to share these details of this initiative at a reduced pace is done with the hope that it gives us time to pray and to fully engage and to respond to what has been presented. So our goals this morning, what is this initiative? Why are we doing it? And what next steps can, can you take? And I hope that we've done that this morning. As, always, as, as often family meetings go long, I'm sorry about that, but I just want to share one thing as we close this family meeting together. I want you to think about how many people stood where I'm standing right now and said vows to one another. Think about how many children were brought to this baptismal font. How many adults were brought to this font. Think about how many people gave thanks for their loved ones who had passed in this place. Think of all the strangers who have walked into this place during the week and cried tears as they prayed in, in silence, and nobody knew. This is a holy place. This is a special place. Last year, Katie and I realized that our boys had spent most of their childhood worshiping partly in the, in the community room, but most of their time here at church was spent downstairs. And so we challenged them and said, we would love for you to, boys to come and sit through either the first service or the third service. And there's no greater joy for me than to see them worshiping with a worship band or opening their hymns and singing and engaging in this beautiful space so that they get to grow up in the beautiful space like I got to grow up in. This is a wonderful space, and it's one of our greatest assets. And even as I talk about this, I still have that dream of God's church being like a great, big greenhouse where all are given an opportunity to grow. So may it be so. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for the space and the gift that it is to us. We ask that you would bless us in the conversations going forward with peace and unity and a sense of your guidance and your leading. We thank you for the opportunity to be family together. Might we be brothers and sisters. 
who desire for one another to grow as much as we desire that for ourselves. And may we find this place to be the perfect place to do it. We pray in your name. Amen.